Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From the king of sports books comes the king of sports podcasts. Unleashed. Presented by BetMGM. Here's your hosts, Jerry Ferrara and Olivia Harlan Decker. Super Bowl 57 is set. My Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles, the Andy Reid Bowl. Sunday, February 12th, Glendale, Arizona. And we have two episodes before kickoff. This one and the next one. We will be on site, in person, together. Jerry, pack your sunscreen. Are you ready? I am ready. I can't believe we're actually going to be, as the kids say, IRL in real life doing this show. Because, I don't know, we've done 20-something episodes. And uh, I'm enjoying it on Zoom. But it's going to be really nice to actually be able to look each other in the eyes and have a debate or something in person. I can't wait. It'll be really nice to not like do the, the everyone does on Zoom where you accidentally cut someone off over and over and go, oh, sorry, sorry. It's like How that many never times happened to We've done that. How many times? I mean, we've gotten pretty good, though. Like our flow has gotten really good over time. But yeah, yeah, probably two dozen times at least where we say the same thing at the same time and someone's delayed. Yeah. Luckily, our editors make it look smoother than it usually is. <laughs> but hey, this is I mean, such a good game. It's kind of annoying that there's two weeks to Super Bowl because these storylines just get hammered. Obviously, we have the first brothers playing against each other. It reminded me, though, first brothers coaching against each other. The Harbaugh was, I think, almost a bigger story. Um, We have the first black starting quarterbacks. That's huge. Andy Reid going against his former team. So many storylines to sink our teeth into. But Jerry, something very important. What about barbecue versus cheesesteaks? That's a great question. You would think, I mean, I've not ever been to Kansas City. I'm hoping wow. next game that you're, next playoff game that you're reporting on, on the sidelines, I could maybe meet you and Sam out there and catch okay. a game. My personal opinion, you would think it would be Philly because I'm kind of close to Philly with mm-hmm. New York and all that. But no, give me barbecue all day. Woo! All day. It's not yes. even close. Cheesesteaks, yes. great, fine. Like good barbecue. Oh, the best. I know. I do love a cheesesteak, but barbecue is more variety. So I think food-wise, barbecue wins that one. Okay, well, you can obviously get all the fluff elsewhere. On this show, 
We are bringing you expert advice and analysis on betting the big game. We've got Brad Evans, the host of Live on the Line and the EP of gaming content at Bally Sports. He's been on before. He's joining us to talk props, parlays, and all things betting surrounding the big game. Look, already we've had some line movement. Right now it's the Eagles minus two. Jerry, first impression? My first impression is I got to go with the Eagles here only because I still, Mahomes played a phenomenal game and we'll get into the actual breakdown, but my first instinct is to go with the Eagles. They actually, I, I picked Eagles Bengals to make the Super Bowl, so I was off. Wow. And I also screwed up. I, you know, I've hitting these 10 point parlays all year long. Mm-hmm. Great record. I did a little seven point parlay and I just thought they'd both be close games. So I basically knocked the Bengals down and I knocked the Niners up thinking it'd be a close game and the Eagles totally, you know, with that blowout just yeah. crushed my teaser. So I'm still leaning Eagles, although you'd be, you really be a fool to bet against Mahomes. but my initial thoughts are Eagles. And do you like it as long as it stays under a field goal? Love it. I, I do think yeah. it's going to be a close game. I actually have some initial bets. It'll be fun to see where Brad Evans and Pete, mm-hmm. you and me, where we all are in our thoughts and picks now, because I just think it will change so much once we are live at the sportsbook in Phoenix doing this in person. I think it's going to, it, we have the, the, we're reserving the right to change our picks in the coming week 100%. before we get to the Super Bowl. 100%. And the Chiefs have so many injuries. We got to dig into that as well. But you mentioned Peter Andrews joining us. So that'll be our next betting segment. So this whole show, we are really getting into the groundwork again, two weeks out. But next week in person is when you can finally hold our feet to the fire and hold us to what we say. But right now, it's just fun. Jerry, do you want to close some things out in these conference championships? We we touched on it a bit, but there's a lot to get to. Yeah, I just feel like, uh, and and congrats to the Chiefs and you, your second team made it. So, you know, it's going to be a fun Super Bowl for you. I tried not to let the refs kind of overshadow the games. The the Philly Niners game was just a complete bummer. It just was a complete bummer. The injury, it just, and it's no one's fault. I mean, you actually got to give credit to the Eagles. They forced that fumble. They forced that injury. It was all clean and well played. So you got, that goes down with the defense. And I still say just I have not seen two lines dominate the way the Eagles offensive and defensive lines Mm -hmm. dominate a game. And they've been doing it all year. They had a little slide when Hertz was out. So that's why I'm still leaning Eagles because to me, that's the thing that stands out most. As great as Mahomes and Burrow were and Hertz was on, the thing that jumped off the screen to me the entire weekend is how great both Eagles lines are. And uh, I think that would hold up in any era, both these lines. So that's the thing that jumped off the TV to me all weekend. Well, let's stick with that game. Obviously, we're not having this conversation. I think if Fred Warner stayed healthy and if Brock Purdy stayed healthy. So on the 49ers, sixth offensive snap, Hassan Reddick strip sacks Brock Purdy, injuring his elbow. We now know it's a UCL. He's going to have surgery. And the 49ers had to turn to their fourth string quarterback, backup Josh Johnson. Although my first thought because I've covered Christian McCaffrey in college in a long time. I'm like, Christian McCaffrey has played quarterback. He can do it. And wouldn't that have been, and I know he lined up there, I think, for a couple of plays, but would that not have been such an amazing story, this midseason acquisition, this kind of, you know, once very heralded, now kind of catching his stride on his childhood favorite team and team his dad played on. And if he were to save the day and like really ball out at quarterback, would that not have been the best story? Look, he almost did his run, yeah. his tackle-breaking run to make it 7-7 to tie the game before the, I think it was before the injury, maybe it wasn't, I'm not even sure at this point, 
but yeah, I, he def, he was ready to play and we need McCaffrey on this stage to truly see how great he is. And I do think he showed up, but I mean, all due respect, I don't think you want him throwing the ball against the Eagles defense. And even if you do line him up back there, you know, it's going to be a wildcat run. They'll put yeah. 11 in the box. It wouldn't have been pretty. So I just think that the minute Purdy went down, there's Josh Johnson. I think Josh Johnson would have maybe kept it a little closer. I just think the game was over. The minute Purdy went down, game was over. Also weird early in the game, the punt hitting that sky cam line. <laughs> punt hitting the sky cam. I know a lot of people yesterday and today are talking about challenging the Devonta Smith catch. And yep. I, you know, I heard Shanahan talk about it in depth and he didn't get a good look at the replay because they just showed one and it was inconclusive. I mean, so many things. I still, again, all valid points. I don't think, and I just think that the Eagles are the best team in football. And, and I think it's going to take a Herculean effort from Mahomes and the chiefs to actually stay with them. After that Devontae Smith catch, I was getting on a plane. I was flying and I missed it. And Peter Andrew texted me like, this is the worst first quarter of football I've ever seen. And, you know, he's a big 49ers fan. And I said, I said, why? What's happening? (laughs) He said, the Eagles just scored on an incomplete pass. And I go, how do you do that? (laughs) Like, I took him pretty literally on that. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) Well, also, I want to give a shout out to my sister-in-law, because I'm over here in Ohio, where BetMGM is now prominent. She hit both first touchdown of the game. Really? Game. Yeah. She had Miles Sanders and Travis Kelsey. No uh, First way. touchdown. Uh, <laughs> so uh, if she, and look, I, I'm a big believer in people getting hot from all over. You never know who it's going to be. It could be Brad Evans. It could be my sister-in-law. <laughs> I don't think for one second, I'm not riding her pick. And maybe I'll give that pick out next yes. Tuesday on first touchdown score of the Super Bowl. Cause what a weekend for her. Not for me, oh unfortunately. Gosh. Okay. Then getting to the second half, Josh Johnson, suffers a concussion, take taken out of the game. Reddick had three tackles, two sacks, a quarterback hit, a tackle for loss, a forced fumble, and a re- recovered fumble, <laughs> and got a quarterback out of the game. So I think I think you've got to love him for Eagles defense. Don't think for one second, because I've been a big Hassan Reddick fan all year. He has been the most terrifying edge rusher that I've mm-hmm. seen this year because of all the, you know, Giants played him three times. Obviously, Bosa's unbelievable. Reddick is, I, I just... Number seven is everywhere. I am 100% betting some money on him, plus 3,000 for Super Bowl MVP. I know we don't get a lot of defensive Super Bowl MVPs. I don't know. Was the last one, uh, was it a Cowboy or a Raider? I don't even remember the last defensive Super Bowl MVP. It has happened, just not in a while. I'm betting Hassan Reddick because that could be a close game. I think Reddick, and with Mahomes not really mobile, he could have three, four sacks, a fumble recovery, a pick. I am betting Hassan Reddick. Super Bowl MVP, not a big amount, a nice, a nice sprinkle. What's a nice sprinkle? <laughs> Are we, <laughs> do we you. ever really talk about? Uh, no. What's what your unit is? I don't know. What my unit is? Entourage. I, money. Honestly, I haven't decided yet because I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go through all the picks and stuff like that. I just know okay. that is something that's on my board. I don't know if it's gonna be a hundred bucks, ten bucks, yeah. two hundred. It, it's going to be something. Aren't I nosy? No, no, I like it. Look, off the air, I'm going to be like, I'm only betting it for $2. $2. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to yeah. sound like a softie, yeah. but no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to take some position. I'm too bad at math. I will only bet 100 bucks because the math is easy. <laughs> right. 100 bucks wins you $3,000. Yeah, Hassan yeah. Reddick, Super Bowl MVP. 
Oh, man. I disagree, though. Look, I, I like Patrick Mahomes as MVP based on the momentum we saw from last weekend, like the crowd chanting MVP. He's putting up a Herculean performance. The way he won the game, the way he took that late hit and got him in field goal range. I mean, like he's such a dude and there's no way he's not winning MVP. And then if the Eagles win, I don't know. I don't know. That's what but, I mean. Like, it, yeah. it could be Hurts. It could be. I could totally see like a Miles Sanders touchdown yeah. and uh, a Gainwell touchdown. And it's sort of like not enough offensively to declare you were clearly the MVP of this win if they do yeah. win offensively. That's why I just really love Reddick because he could be absolutely dominant on the defense side. And also, everyone's talked about the Osai late hit and all yeah. that. And he played an incredible game and shout outs to BJ Hill oh, for sticking by him in the post game yeah. presser and shout outs to Osai for just sitting up there and taking all the questions. Like he, you know, after emotions that I probably don't think I've ever felt outside of my kids being born and were, you know, he's, he went through it. So, but what I will say is Mahomes made that play happen. Yeah. So you could say it was, Oh, that, that play caused Mahomes had the first down I know they only had eight seconds left, no timeout. So who knows what would have happened? Mm-hmm. That being said, with, with a busted ankle, he turned the corner and it all led to that. And, and my buddy and I were talking about it playing hoops this morning. We played in our little pickup game. We both had high ankle sprains. I feel like the running, yes, it hurts, but the stopping, I think. And you, if you really watched Mahomes, he was fine once he got oh. like his wheels going, but trying to come to a stop with a busted high mm-hmm. ankle sprain is so, so mm-hmm. painful. So Mahomes made that play happen. He got an edge with one leg and got out of bounds. So, you know, but Osai played a hell of a game. He's an incredible player and people need to back the heck off. Yeah, 100%. And I like that his teammates are now being more vocal about that. Well, everything you just mentioned about Mahomes is why I think he'll be MVP. But Jalen Hurts, as you mentioned, if the Eagles win, obviously depending what kind of game he has, but he didn't have to do too much because the Eagles, as you have mentioned, top to bottom, are so talented and they can score in so many ways. They can get stops in so many ways, but he was 15 of 25 for 121 yards, ran for 39 yards and a touchdown on 11 carries. He was great on his feet, but look, fans thought Mike Shanahan should have done more, including go to the wildcat with McCaffrey. Like we talked about, um, I, I guess I can't. I love you said Mike Shanahan. You mean Kyle? His dad, Mike, his dad might've went to the wildcat. Mike might've gone to the wildcat. Oh, Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I can't quite like give the Eagles their flowers because of what they had to beat. You know, I know it's not their fault, but I can't just like stand and rally for the Eagles quite yet because of the uh, how they walked in now to the Super Bowl. They have not been tested in a very, very long time. You could argue that, the, you. you know, and even that Giants, the the last game of the regular season, which the Giants didn't need and played all their second stringers, and the Eagles were clearly not going to show anything. They were going to try to win that game to secure the one seed without getting it hurt. They didn't show anything. And a lot of people tried to panic. Oh, the Eagles didn't look good versus the second unit of the Giants. That Sirianni's played this thing perfectly. They're pretty healthy. Yeah. My, you know, Lane, Lane Johnson, not so much. And I know, you know, Hurts, everyone's banged up. But for relative, like, health for a team at this point in the season, they're relatively healthy, which is all you need. So, but yeah, they haven't been tested in weeks. Weeks. Yeah. Again, it shouldn't be a knock on them, but I I also am not just here to jump on the Eagles bandwagon quite yet. Just a tie bow on the 49er season, though. 
ironically, we had just been talking about this last week. If Brock Purdy goes to the Super Bowl for sure, is he automatically the starter next season? Now we have a real conversation because now he's going to have surgery on his throwing elbow. And I'm sure, you know, he's a young dude. These guys have the best staff in the world. Like they, he'll be fine. He'll recover fine. But it does beg the conversation of, is it a competition? There's a lot there. It's like an incredible, almost HBO-esque season one cliffhanger of a show that you really, mm-hmm. really like and you're really into. Yeah. And you're like, how is this going to end? And like the finale was really good. Didn't wrap up the whole first season of the show, but it made you say, gosh, now I just, when is season two going to happen? It's like waiting for the next season of Succession to come out. So that's what it's going to be like waiting to see how this Purdy thing plays out. I just think it's all going to add, we've talked about this many times, it's going to be an awesome free agency sort of quarterback uh, speed dating round uh, in the offseason, I think. I think it's going to be really, really fun. Absolutely. So over to the AFC, and we've been double dipping because it's hard to just not talk about this weekend and bring in Mahomes in some capacity. But my question to you is Bengals Chiefs now as a rivalry, considering all four games between these two star young quarterbacks have been decided by three points. Mahomes finally getting his first one in the series and the talk and the post game interviews and all of the drama and Burrowhead, and there's a political figure involved with the mayor of Cincinnati. Do you feel like this rivalry is now the biggest in the NFL? It, well, definitely in the AFC, obviously. I feel like Josh Allen might be the odd man out there. But yeah, it is, because the NFC just doesn't have the quarterback matchups to back it up. So yes, I do think it's like, the best. Like, this one's personal. It's personal. Couple of things on this. So I do some work for the Knicks with Knicks Gaming, and I got to learn under uh, a woman named Kristen Burner, who was an executive for MSG. She was incredible, taught me a lot. And she very much, during one of the 2K League video game tournaments, like I was kind of trash talking one of the players, and she very much was like, she's like, that guy, you don't talk trash to. You talk trash to any of the other ones, but him, no, because it's too much. And I feel like the Bengals all week long, I get it. It's like an alpha move. They're showing, but I just think it was the wrong time and the wrong bunch of dudes. So yeah, the mayor can. And by the way, that was corny mayor. Like that is. I just if I was the mayor of any city that's competing for a Super Bowl, I would be at home praying. I wouldn't be out in front doing borrows your dad. That is so. That was so corny. That was all. They like they deserve to lose for that. That was terrible. Terrible. I hated that. I hated it. On that note, I know I'm skipping ahead, but we've got to insert it right here. Our fantastic Audible of the week. It's the Chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey. Take it away, Travis. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You got to fight for your right to party. So, Jerry, I mentioned earlier the Chiefs' injuries. A lot of this happened in the second half of the game, and I know we've got two weeks until the Super Bowl. However, my concerns go beyond Patrick Mahomes. It goes beyond Travis Kelsey's back because the Chiefs lost three receivers in that game. Kadarius Toney, McCole Hardiman, who had finally come back first game since November, 
And that was a huge deal. We thought he was coming back in the game I did, the Jacksonville game before, and no can do. He had a setback. Anyways, Kadarius Tony, McCole Hardman, and that was hard to see because he's gripping his abs, which was his injury. And Juju Smith-Schuster. So three receivers, not to mention linebacker Willie Gay and cornerback Legarius Sneed. That happened early in the game. I mean, Chiefs took a beating. And their leader, their star, and all people could talk about all week was Patrick Mahomes' ankle. And they've really got their work cut out for them in the next two weeks to get healthy. So that's got to be monitored. They do. I know we always complain, uh, wow, that week where there's no football. It's like it's so tough. And uh, I don't know why on earth the Phoenix Open, I guess formerly the Waste Management Open, why are you still on the Super Bowl Sunday weekend? I get it. It's awesome. That's sad. But you should be the weekend before. Give us something to watch. It's crazy the amount. I'm not surprised at the Tony injury. He's perpetually hurt. Just going back to his days with the Giants, just you play a yeah, great you know. game. Yeah, I just that doesn't surprise me. I feel bad for Hardman. What I still can't believe, and this is why I, when my sister in law sent me her first anytime score, first time, first touchdown score thing, I'm like, there's no way Kelsey's scoring this game. There's just not. How are you not triple teaming Kelsey? There's no way that the Bengals will any score the first touchdown in the game. So, I think as long as you have Kelsey, you have a chance. I love Pacheco, but yeah, it's the training staff. I think everyone has their eyes on the Chiefs training staff in the next uh, 10 days because they got their work yeah. cut out. They got to get those those players healthy. They might collectively win Super Bowl MVP. Right. If they can get and I know we talked out. a lot about Reddick, but also shout outs to, to Chris Jones. He was incredible. The Chiefs pass yep. rush was better than the Bengals pass rush. Uh, I know the Bengals offensive line is a makeshift. We thought they figured it out versus yeah. the Bills. That might have just been a one off because uh, Jones was all over the place. Okay, before we get to Unleash, I just have to ask you one more thing, Jerry. What did you think about the Empire State Building lit up? Green and red. You're a New York guy. Was that personal? I don't understand. I know we don't we don't curse often on this show, but what the fuck? That's what I said. <laughs> like, what? I didn't know if it was real. Am I being trolled? Because I I lived, you know, in Williamsburg. I had a great little view of the Empire State Building. I used to always come home and be like, oh, the Empire State Building's orange today because the Knicks are playing. Right. I just think that's crazy, 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 crazy. And now another mayor's involved. Mayor Adams needs to figure out who did that. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get to our Unleashed. It's time to Unleash. Well, you know, a lot of people are talking about Andy Reid facing his former team. He spent 13 seasons there. He won a ton of games. Apparently, everyone who worked there was very sad when he was fired. I believe there was a cake, a send-off party by the staff. Like, it was a big deal. People thought he'd maybe take a couple years off deal with the family trauma he had just gone through is a lot going on. But nope. Three days later, after Andy Reid was fired by Philly, he was hired by Kansas City, took one of the worst teams in the NFL straight to the playoffs in year one, and took a lot of the Philly staff with him. Look up and down the Chiefs coaches roster, the list, from trainers to position coaches to guys who have gone on to become head coaches who came to Kansas City with him from Philly. Many have made that move with him. So you can understand why it's a storyline, but did you know that Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni was actually in Kansas City on the Chiefs coaching staff before Andy Reid? He was a wide receiver coach, and he was fired by Andy Reid when he came to town because he brought in his own guys. So don't you think that that storyline is juicier? Like Andy Reid doesn't have revenge to get on Philly. I think that storyline is actually kind of dead. They parted ways amicably. 
Both were ready for a change of scenery. But if you're Nick Sirianni, aren't you ready to stick it to the guy who fired you early in your career? I think that this does more for Philly than for Andy Reid. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, we, the fire storyline. Also, Andy Reid got them to the Super Bowl in Philly, but did not win a Super Bowl. They only won once he left. So mm-hmm. I think, if anything, this adds to the Eagles. And uh, yeah, I just think that, again, if we've learned nothing, stay away from bulletin board material. I get it. Maybe mm-hmm. it is a thing. Maybe it isn't. I just would. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much people are going to be talking about. You fired Nick Sirianni. I, if I'm Andy Reid, I'm hoping that doesn't come out. So yeah. uh, good thing that you just put him on blast, Olivia. I love Did it. Did you know that? Did you know? I had no that? idea. I, I honestly hope. don't know a ton about Nick Sirianni before last yeah. year when he got the job. But um, I think, you know, everyone talks about Dable, coach of the year. Is all, like, yes, for sure. Uh, is there, but I don't know. Sirianni's a great coach. Yeah, he was there under two different head coaches. He survived one Chiefs head coach firing. And then I think it was Romeo Cornell was his next head coach. And then he got fired. Andy comes to town and fires him. I mean, I think that's bulletin board material. <laughs> it's it's one of those, like I wrote all the names down from the people they passed on me in the draft and I put it yep. in my helmet the first year. That's like Love exactly it. what it is. That's a good one. My Unleashed is just, you know how I have very strong feelings about Super Bowl Sunday versus Super Bowl Saturday. We've talked about that all year. I get I lost that battle. Fine. Sure. Although I applaud everybody to just the Saturday night before the Super Bowl when you're doing whatever. Just really think like how it would feel to be watching the Super Bowl in that moment. But I digress. <laughs> I want to talk about the weekend before because I know the Waste Management Open. I think now it's the Phoenix Open was once before. I, either way, I don't know why that golf tournament is not happening the weekend before when we all have nothing to watch. Someone needs to own that weekend. And basketball, sure, by this point with basketball, we're all limping to the all-star break a little bit. And we're all starting to feel like, okay, these regular season games are great, but we want some playoff type action. So I don't think it could be basketball. I think golf will be like the perfect in-between sport. Just own that weekend. Everyone's already dying to stop talking about the game. They just want to get to the game. There's no more analysis. We've already talked about prop bets a million times. Get to, Just do it. Just switch to that weekend and own it. Own it. I just don't get the business philosophy. There's a huge gap in the market. There's no product. It's yep. supply and demand. Give the people what they want. I'm fully on board with you on that. And it is funny because I think one of the first things that you unleashed on on like episode one was yes. to move the Super Bowl to Saturday. And let's talk about that more next week when we're in person. Can't wait. And I'm going to I'm gonna be out there singing for my supper because I will die on that hill. I love it. All right. Enough of us. Let's get to our guest. Okay, let's bring in our guest. Some people follow his tips, some people fade him. But either way, he's constantly giving out some of the best betting advice out there. It's the EP of gaming content for Bally Sports and host of Live on the Line, Brad Evans. Noisy Huevos is your Twitter handle. And I've just got to ask, what does that mean? Uh, well, uh, I, I failed uh, remedial Spanish, uh, but I do remember what huevos are, and it means loud uh, eggs, and uh, huevos in Espanol is a slang phrase for balls. So uh, I have loud <laughs> balls, essentially. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, with your loud balls, <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> what is your favorite sporting event of the year to bet? Is it the Super Bowl, or is it something more obscure that you just get really excited about? It's definitely not uh, necessarily something obscure. I am a college hoops junkie. 
uh, admittedly. Sweet. And I love March Madness from the beginning to the end. Uh, if you follow me and my spreadsheet at Noisy Huevos on Twitter, uh, I post my free picks uh, every single day, always free, always transparent. I'm, I'm impossibly up like 50 units right now in college basketball, and it's all going to come cumberling down here in short order. But I, I absolutely adore college basketball. I live in Champaign, Illinois, the home of the University of Illinois, fighting Illini, uh, 10 games. Uh, it's my favorite sport of the planet. Your husband uh, was a favorite of mine way back in the day, Olivia. As a member of the Wisconsin Badgers and that great uh, <laughs> Frank Kaminsky. Broke your heart a couple times. Yeah, they did, but they won me a lot of money in the process. Okay. You know, and I love Bo Ryan uh, as yeah. well, one of my favorite all time college basketball head coaches. So, yeah, for me, it, it's unrivaled. It is 100,000% the NSA tournament, but yeah, I'll lose a few shekels on the Super Bowl as well. I'll go as far as to say, and that's one of my favorite things to bet as well. March Madness has single-handedly kept the bachelor party alive. There is more <laughs> friends who have called me in the last 10 years who said we're getting married saying we're doing like, if you t- tell me bachelor party, I'm ready. I'm out right away. Yeah. But then when you start saying we're going to go to Vegas, March Madness weekend, yeah. this is long before you could do all this betting on your phone. That used to be the only way to lure me out of my house to a bachelor party. So props to uh, March Madness for also keeping the bachelor party alive. Yeah, and Jerry, uh, just to put a chair on top of that Sunday, one of the great ways to start off if you're doing a bachelor, maybe a bachelorette party during the NCAA tournament, uh, wake up at, I don't know, 7, 30, 8 o'clock in the morning, shake off the hangover from the uh, night before activities, and uh, obviously you were probably drowning your sorrows in some of the units that you lost, and get back on the horse and do a race to 15 wager on the very first game of that day's NC tournament slate. Uh, I've seen it live and in person. Uh, we do uh, episodes of Live Online there every single year from Sin City. We're going to be back there this year. And that's uh, the rite of passage uh, that everybody should take, and I have taken it way too many damn times in my life. So, race to 15, first game on the board. I don't care who's playing. I'm in. <laughs> Getting back to the big game coming up, we were just talking about all of the Chiefs injuries. Since we've got two weeks to do nothing but talk about this game, and the Chiefs have two weeks to get healthy, a couple Eagles players too, but do you like to take the numbers where they're at now and hope that health just comes along, or do you wait and see and be cautious and methodical about it? Well, you guys all know, like college basketball, I'm also a player props junkie. So uh, I'm waiting for a lot of those numbers to surface. And if it's a good number, I'm immediately jumping on. I've already have uh, four of those tickets open, as a matter of fact. But I immediately grabbed the Kansas City Chiefs and then went to plus money on the money line. I could not really fathom that the line had swung so much in so little of a time. Remember, they opened as one and a half point favorites in this game. And now they're two, two and a half point dogs. So I took the money line immediately at plus 110 because uh, there will be some good news. It's uh, obviously going to come out about Patrick Mahomes and some of the wide receivers, uh, Juice Smith Schuster and various other players who are banked up because they have oodles of time to get right uh, and be ready in time for kickoff. But uh, once uh, some of that news resonates and trickles out, I think it's going to sway the line back to close to a pick'em by kickoff. So right now, I think mm. the value completely resides if you're willing, like I am, to side with the Kansas City Chiefs on that plus money because it's Money Mahomes. How could you bet against him as an underdog? You know what I'm doing right now? I'm going to take that. I didn't realize it was plus money, money line. I'm definitely taking Chiefs money line. Yep. 
All yeah, day. plus 105 as of right now Woo! on BetMGM, plus 105, and the Chiefs are still plus one and a half on the spread. You know, these two teams have been so interesting all year because I, like, I, you know, and I, I was a big teaser guy with the Chiefs because I just never trusted them to cover some of those high numbers. You could trust them on the money line. The Eagles, I've always felt this whole year were such a first half front running team, and in the second mm. half, it's a who knows. Do you think any of these trends and the things that we've learned about these two teams from the regular season hold up in the Super Bowl or when it comes to the Super Bowl does all that sort of trending information fall out and you have to just stay in the moment of where these two teams finished off the prior week or two yeah that's the ultimate question is the trend your friend or is it a foe and right. I think it's more of the latter because it's a one game sample size you know you can back everything up with sound logical reasoning but you know in the moment uh, given the fact that um, you know tens of millions or billions of people are going to be watching this uh, contest this singular game worldwide and the nerve is going to be taking a hold for a lot of these guys who haven't been there before yeah everything logical just gets thrown out the window. So, you know, sensible and reasonable takes uh, don't really apply in my estimation uh, in many ways. That's why I don't wager an ungodly amount of my units on a single contest. I'd rather uh, sprinkle it across some swack action or some whack action uh, in college <laughs> basketball than this one event on the betting slate. But, you know, the one thing that I really want to harp on here, guys, is I think strength of schedule is going to play a major factor in this game because Kansas City has uh, really played a more rigorous slate of teams uh, leading up to this moment than the Philadelphia Eagles. And, uh, you know, here I have the numbers to back it up. Philadelphia is number 31, according to Sagarin, and overall strength of schedule out of 32 NFL teams. Kansas City, middle of the pack, number 16 in that category. And if we look at the history of teams that have a 10-place divide, and again, 31 versus 16, the teams that have played the stronger strength of schedule are 10 and two straight up in Super Bowls. Uh, wow. So, and that's since 2004. So again, all the more reason for you, Miss Decker, to throw some <laughs> cash down on the Kansas City Chiefs on that plus one to five money line before that line swings and the Chiefs are laying minus money. Give me another obscure stat. Go, I love that one. <laughs> Teams with the tougher strength of schedule, 10 and 2 in the Super Bowl. What else we got? Is it something about colors or who wins the coin toss? Like, give me some of these. I know you've got them. Oh, you, you nailed it right on the head. <laughs> coin toss. Here you go. Uh, here's the history, guys. Tails, it never fails, right? Uh, well, 52% of the time, it's actually it. So it's more than just a 50-50 proposition. Uh, heads has hit 27 times historically. Uh, heads has the longest winning streak, I should say, of any of the two uh, inferences as Heads has hit five times in a row in the past. Tails has hit four times in a row, three times in the Super Bowl. So if you just want to piss away your money for yeah. the opening wager, and surely we all do at even odds, uh, I say tails never fails. I will go with the trend. It will be my friend here at 52% compared to heads historically hitting at 48%. All right, Brad. I, I think I'm going to need you <laughs> to either talk me into or talk me out of something, depending on how you feel about it. I talked oh, to Olivia okay. a little bit about this earlier in the show. She's trying to figure out exactly how many units I was talking about. I did not disclose that information. So your advice here might really determine that. But I like to take some big swings on Super Bowl MVP. Of course, it's easy to pick Hurts or Mahomes. I get it. That's super easy. But there's a name that's standing out. It's like in Boogie Nights when he's like, I keep seeing that name, Dirk Diggler, <laughs> Neon Lights. There's a name 
that keeps standing out to me for MVP. The odds are amazing. We haven't seen a defensive Super Bowl MVP in a long, long time. And I'll make the case quickly, but I love Hassan Reddick, Super mm. Bowl MVP, plus 3,000. And here's why. Obviously, the Eagles need to win the game, but I just look at that offense. Yes, of course, Hurts could do it with the rushing and the passing yards, but I could also see him just managing the game. Miles Sanders grabs a TD. Maybe Gainwell or Dallas Goddard grab one and just do enough offensively to win. But that defense, Reddick last week was destroying people. And I've, I've seen him three times with the Giants, and that dude looks like he's moving like it's a video game. So I need you either to talk me into this long shot or talk me out, and then I'll decide about the units once I hear your take on this. Jerry, don't drain the bankroll on this prop uh, <laughs> at all, especially at the long odds. But is it uh, foreseeable? Is it doable? I think you make a compelling case, and that is the case for a long shot. So it's very rare that you get a defensive MVP in a Super Bowl. And usually it's going to go with the uh, game-winning quarterback, Likely going to be Jalen Hurts if it is the Eagles that indeed hoist the Lombardi Trophy in the end, or it's going to be Patrick Mahomes on the other side. But if you want to chuck a Hail Mary, maybe you get a turnover from Reddick in the game. You know, some key moments where he is uh, the key figure uh, in that uh, particular moment in time. Maybe, just maybe, he can garner enough attention and enough votes in the end to get that MVP trophy. So, sure, why the hell not, man? I'm not going to speak for anybody else's money. It's yours. You're an accomplished actor. Just go ahead and make it rain. <laughs> My comp is the is Von Miller in 2016. That's that's sort of what I the path yeah. I would pitch. You know, similar type, both great edge rushers. I do feel like if it were barring someone getting three interceptions, it would be an edge rusher. Uh, but yeah, that was the last time we saw it was Von Miller, last defensive player to win MVP. Beautiful. I got to ask you this because Jerry's sister-in-law is apparently a savant and she nailed both first touchdown scorers this past weekend. What's your oh. approach to first touchdown score? <laughs> uh, I don't play it, uh, to be honest, <laughs> really? except for last week. Uh, and this is a true story, guys. I had the first touchdown prop in the AFC title game on Kadarius Tony. And we all saw what happened with that first <laughs> touchdown prop. I was uh, nearly doing jig, dancing around in my living room, and then I watched yeah. the replay, and I'm like, oh, that ain't a catch. And then he exits stage left <laughs> with the ankle injury, and I'm like, well, there's no uh, chance of redemption at all. So they are dead to me. I am never going to ever wager again on a first touchdown prop, uh, whether it's a Super Bowl or whatever. However, if you feed me enough tequila, maybe I'll be convinced otherwise. <laughs> you know which one I, I also like to... And it, this is if you're sticking with the defense of it all, and I don't know your your feelings on this. I feel like we may very well see either, a, and I, I might do a little sprinkling of either defensive touchdown or safety in oh. the game, which you do hmm. sometimes get late and so it happens out of nowhere. Usually really great odds. I don't know. I just feel like these defenses might factor in more than the uh, two great offenses, but I just feel like the defenses might factor in a lot. Jerry, I absolutely love you. You are chasing uh, the incredible <laughs> long odds on every single one of these wagers because you can't make a compelling argument that they could occur, but there's a reason why they are long odds, right? I'd like to safety approach. You know, maybe we get like Seattle, Denver from a few years ago all over again. Uh, maybe it's uh, an air mailed snap over the quarterback's head like we saw in that contest and it sets the tone for the entire game and you cash a winning ticket like in the first two minutes of the game. Uh, that would be remarkable. That would be stunning. And I think you should just not wear pants the rest of the day if that does hit. <laughs>
You did like my Reddick pitch, though. The defensive yeah. touchdown yeah. and the the and the safety; those are like lottery tickets. But you you liked what I put together for Reddick, right? How about all of them? And let's correlate, synergize, Whew. and bring it all together. Maybe they all hit at the same time. Maybe Reddick gets like a strip <laughs> sack. And we get a defensive scoop and score, or he uh, sacks a quarterback in the end zone for the safety, and then Retiring. you know, like they, yeah, they, it's over. You don't need to do any more movies. You need to not do any more TV shows. You just ride off in the sunset and buy an island in the Bahamas. No podcasts. Sorry, Olivia. If no. that hey, prop hits, you I'm do sorry. this for free. Yeah, maybe a little less. Maybe every other week. I don't know. Okay. You might have to get me off the golf course because I'll be living somewhere warm where there's a lot of golf. Uh. Okay, we talked about coin toss. BetMGM offers a lot of fun novelty props, including the coin toss. Another one is which team calls the first time out? Is there any strategy to that one? Nothing. I mean, it's all <laughs> in the moment. Best guess, uh, you know, could be Playcock running uh, down and nobody's really paying attention to what is going on in that particular moment. And you got to, you know, call a timeout. I, I will give you some semblance of uh, sound reasoning uh, as to why this might hit. I would go with the Eagles. Uh, just because of the relative inexperience, uh, obviously, in the playoffs for Jalen Hurts, although he is a guy that's played in some massive moments at the collegiate level, and so far getting to this moment, those are massive moments in their own right, but uh, maybe, just maybe, Kansas City can you know wreak enough havoc or cause some confusion in their defensive setup that makes him second-guess something, and he got to call an early timeout, so... Uh, if I got to flip a coin, I'm already on you know, tails never fails. I say the Eagles follow that mantra as well. I don't even know who had this prop years ago. I think there was this prop years ago. I don't think MGM, bet MGM offers this prop. I, I'm glad they don't. I think someone's going to break a record. I think the, mm. the record of cutaways to the booth into the <laughs> suites of another play. I think Peyton Manning broke it the year Eli and the Giants won and beat, beat the undefeated Patriots. They must have cut to Peyton six times. What would be the over-under for cutaways to Donna Kelsey this Sunday? Both Kelsey <laughs> brothers' mothers. I put it at three and a half cutaways yep. to Donna Kelsey. You over the, or under? Way over. And that would be the number I would set the line at would be three and a half. But it, you got to smash it, man. I mean, Travis, <laughs> every time Travis Kelsey catches a ball, in, you know, and it's probably going to be five or six, maybe seven or eight in this game, there's an opportunity for a cutaway. Uh, he scores a touchdown. You know damn well they're cut a cutaway to that booth. Then, of course, uh, just bringing up the whole Kelsey Brothers Bowl narrative. That's right. going to be a cutaway. So minimum of two, maximum of eight. If it's three and a half, dude, we're windmill slam dunking like Dominique Wilkins style. The over on that. It's already up to four and a half now based on that. <laughs> Although I will say to make the counterpoint, you mentioned a great point. Travis Kelsey, we're going to probably hear his name a lot. I don't know how often we'll hear his brother's name because of his position that he plays, right? Yeah, so that's true. that maybe might be your reasoning to go under. But let's stick with Travis Kelsey for one more second, too, because I think he has defied all the odds. After that Jaguars game where it just seemed preposterous that he was scoring touchdowns left and right because how do you not have him double covered? I said, there's no way he catches a touchdown versus the Bengals. The Bengals are too smart. They know how this team plays. Of course, my sister-in-law disagreed with me and bet <laughs> him to get the first touch, and he did. And I just think he's defining the anytime TD odds. It's yeah. one of the best runs ever. And now the Eagles, if they're full strength defensively, there's just no way Kelsey could get in the end. So how would you even let that happen with how banged up the Chiefs are? 
they can let it happen because uh, in the regular season, they gave up 81 receptions at 800 yards at tied in position. So Kelsey you know, just has a knack. He is slick. He is savvy. He finds the open space. And he is in perfect, perfect rhythm right now with Patrick Mahomes. So just like uh, you saw in that last game, you know, Mahomes rolls out of the pocket. He's looking one direction, one direction only, and that's Kelsey. He had to free himself from the defender, but easily was able to accomplish that, and they connected for six. So if you're going to play a Kelsey anytime touchdown prop, uh, what I would suggest doing, because the juice is going to be so extraordinarily, uh, extraordinarily high. By Minus kickoff. 125 right now. Yeah, yeah. So. forget that noise. I wouldn't do that. So the way I would play it is OGP it. I would take Kelsey on that anytime TD, and I'm all about correlate, synergize, bring it all together. If he's going to score a TD, the odds of Kansas City winning this game straight up increase. So why not just take KC on the money line, which right now we know is at plus 105. And they have that minus 125. I'm no mathematician, but that sounds mighty juicy. Oh, I like it. I'm trying to get you some. I do love that. I might actually play that right now. Keep going. Oh, Sorry, go ahead, Olivia. I love that. <laughs> so as we're recording Tuesday, player props are not out yet. But as we look at both quarterbacks, what's a number you have in mind that you would take the over on passing yards for both for both quarterbacks? Yeah, I mean, Mahomes will probably be in like the 270 to 280 range would be my guesstimates on that. Honestly, the one prop that I'm really anxious uh, to see are rushing yards for Patrick Mahomes. Closed at nine and a half in the AFC title game. And uh, there was a bit of a controversy at the end of that game with uh, how the statistician scored that final scramble that he had but uh, I think he's going to be running a little bit more he's a guy that runs like he's got to go number two every single time that I see him play he's got the booty <laughs> scoots going on but I think you know with that ankle you know at or near 100 percent by the time we get to kickoff if the number is in you know the low 20s or the high teens I think you take advantage against the Philadelphia front they gave up over 20 rush yards per game of the quarterback position in the regular season so that's what I'm looking at for him. And then for Hertz, probably going to be anywhere between 260 to 270, I would uh, estimate, in the pass yards prop range. And his rushing yards could be close to 50. Probably going to open around 46.5, 47.5 on Bet MGM. And again, that's another prop of the rush yards, more of the pass yards, where I would stack my greenbacks or either one of these guys, or just do some alt lines. And do both of the rushing guards props on these guys on an OGP. Take Mahomes down like 15. Take Hurts down to maybe 35 or so. Smash that if you get it at plus 105, plus 110, even better. And then you retire with Jerry again and that uh, Bahamian Island uh, here in short order. They better build a podcast studio in uh, on the island or else uh, it's going to be hard to get me. Uh, before we let you go, though, Brad, and I, I don't know if you mentioned it earlier, but wh where will you be for the actual Super Bowl? What is going to be your viewing experience and what is it like? It's madness at Casa de Evans. So I am going to be on Radio Row and doing live on the line shows from yep. Arizona starting this weekend. And I get the hell out of Dodge before it gets too crazy and too mad yep. every single Friday. It's my seventh Super Bowl being covered. And that's uh, the one thing that I've, I've learned. I, I partied really hard the first couple of years. Don't remember a whole lot of what went on those first couple of years. I decided <laughs> I've grown up now. My liver doesn't need to go to war at all. And, and down there in the great uh, Sonoran Desert. So but I played uh, even keeled and get out of uh, Dodge, like I said, on Friday. Then I'll you know probably make a Costco run or three uh, load up on dips. You got to have a lot of dips to have a successful Super Bowl party. 
Uh, my homemade guac recipe is legendary in these parts Whoa. as well. So I'm going to whip up a batch of that. Uh, pop open a fine uh, bottle of Suavecito Añejo tequila. Sit back, <laughs> relax, sip it, and dip it until my heart's content. <laughs> You sold me. I want to be. I, I would love Cassidy to watch. Evans. We'll be out there too, Brad. So I'm sure uh, I might have yes. to run up to you on Radio Row and just be like, "Give me something. Talk me out of Hassan Reddick, please. Don't let me do it." You might be seeing me begging for help, Jerry. Here's what what's gonna happen. Uh, I was half joking about swack action, whack action, Mountain West <laughs> play, whatever. College basketball. We got games. I'm going to the Grand Canyon, New Mexico State game. Wow. Uh, which is going to be played uh, there in Phoenix. I think on like All Tuesday right. or Wednesday night. I'm going to wager on that fanciful whack contest. Maybe you'll join me because it's uh, one of the best uh, venues in college basketball to see a game live. Say no more. I'm, I'm at the very least, we'll bet with you bet. But yeah, that sounds fantastic. And we can't forget, we also have, you know, we have the Phoenix Open coming that Sunday, which they need to yeah. put that the weekend before the Super Bowl. Like, just make give that its own weekend so we could just fire off on a couple of uh, final round winners in golf. But uh, it's going to be a great week. No libations at all at the Phoenix Open. <laughs> no. All right, Brad, we appreciate you joining us. You can follow Brad Evans on Twitter at Noisy Huevos and watch him making picks every day on Live on the Line. Thanks so much for being here, and we'll see you in Phoenix. Yes. Sips and dips. That's the game plan, guys. Sips see ya. And dips. <laughs> All right, Olivia, I don't think I don't think we're doing entourage this week. I think you've had a pretty busy life, and I, I totally get you can't stay fully watching episodes of Entourage all the time. You're a mom, you have jobs. <laughs> I totally understand. So for real quick, and before we uh we get to Pete and talk about some bets, I, this is just a big unleashed shout out because I feel like this is a big deal. Uh, your husband, Sam Decker of the London Lions, they won the BBL Cup. Another title for Sam. He's taking home a lot of hardware because he also got the MVP. Game high, 22 yes. points, nine boards. Where is the trophies going? Does Sam have a place he likes to put his stuff? Or is he kind of like, I'll put that in the closet because I want to go win another one. Oh, I like that dog mentality. And I think he's more on that side. The first yeah. thing I, I did, so I was working and I was coming like off of a work thing and I check my phone. I, I'm like, oh my God, they won. They won. It was a big deal. It's a mid-season cup. So the, the yep. season's not done. But in Europe, they do that a lot. So it's a huge deal. And this team hasn't won it in however many years. And they're really changing the whole culture of British basketball, which is fantastic. And that Sam won MVP, you know, I'm so proud. And then I'm hit with like a wave of guilt that I'm not there. And I think a lot of people listening can feel that when both parents work. And it's tough. You know, you got to make sacrifices. But the strides that he's taken and the different chapters of his basketball career, I'm just so proud of his fortitude, of his discipline. He's so disciplined and hard on himself. And he's just, he's kind of a class act through and through. And I, I'm just so proud of the way he handles himself. One of the first things was I, I texted him. I said, because it's a, it's like a golden basketball is the MVP trophy. It's really pretty. And I said, uh, where are we going to put that? <laughs> and he's like in my office, but let me just say, because you can see my office every day here, I've got pretty sweet memorabilia. Yeah, what what comes down? What comes well, off? The, what comes Sam's off the office. office wall? Now, to be fair, I work in my office. I do this podcast from here. It's kind of like a studio, 
Sam's office is in our basement. It's kind of tucked in a corner, like no windows, like by our gym. I'm like, That's where I am, too. That's exactly yeah, where I am. Yeah. I'm in a basement so, office with no windows. <laughs> I'm kind of like, man, it, it looked really nice in my background. So let's see if I win that one. My background gets a lot more airtime. So I think it should be there. I think it should go in your background. Yeah. Uh, and listen, is it weird <laughs> that my that was my first, like I obviously saw the news and was reading a little bit more about the game. And I, my first thoughts were like, where's he going to put that trophy? Because my I mind's know. like, where would I put, yeah. you know, where would I put an MVP of anything? I have my DirecTV beach ball MVP proudly displayed oh, on my good. bookshelf. And that was the only one who tried to actually make a catch <laughs> in that game. So congrats, Sam. We know you put a yeah. lot of work in. Yeah. It obviously so shows. So MVP of this episode also, I think. Uh, and put maybe where you have that Wilson NCA ball, maybe we could just like okay. slide that. I, there's, there's room. There's room yeah. for an MVP trophy on that shelf. Yeah. No, I love it. But you're really sweet to say that. And yeah, still a lot of season left, but he's just, he's balling out. So we got to keep him healthy. I've got to get back to London so I can support him in person and there'll be a lot more basketball to win. Go Sam. The Lions Ball. All right, everyone, this is obviously one of my favorite parts of the show. We've been talking a lot about gambling today, and uh, we're going to keep that going. We're joined by Peter Andrew. I don't know what to call you after last week. We're just going to call you Peter Andrew from BetMGM after last week. We're not really going to attach a label just yet. We're going to see how we kind of do. But uh, that was one of those rough weekends where the, the bets didn't really pan out and your team... San Francisco 49ers, you're all black today. So I feel you're wearing all black. So I feel like it's a, you're mourning. Are you mourning? Yeah, I am mourning. It is a sad day. I was with Olivia for what, three and a half hours on Sunday Yeah. recording the stream. It was, it was tough to stay composed after watching a quarterbackless team have to play against the Philadelphia Eagles. So yeah, I was hurting. Yeah, as a fan, as a 49er fan, would you rather have ju- like Purdy stays healthy and you play? good game down to the end and lose in heartbreaking fashion or I mean not that you'd rather you don't want to lose at all but or would you like it was over early it was over pretty much early or would you rather have it gone down to the wire and you lose a heartbreaker yeah I'd definitely rather the down to the wire especially because I think we played so well on defense especially the first half we had a terrible incomplete call that killed the vibe early I think I don't don't put blame on the league I put blame on Kyle Shanahan for not challenging that call and then what could have been, you have every weapon in the world. I, I absolutely think no bias that we could have and should have beat that team, assuming we have a healthy quarterback and not Josh Johnson for half the game. We talked a little bit about that, Pete, on the day of, and then Jerry and I did earlier, is the Christian McCaffrey factor of it all, because I think there might have been something to be able to be done there. Am I crazy? Yeah. No, not at all. It was weird what Shanahan did, and I didn't really understand when he was trying to explain it in the post game. You have... McCaffrey, who can do it, run a wildcat. They say they have plays set up for him. You have Juwan Jennings, who is their third wide receiver, who is, I I believe, a four-star recruit out of Tennessee. He came in from high school being a quarterback. So a guy that knows how to throw the ball. I appreciate the fact that he doesn't have all the plays in the playbook. But you have options there. Why are you playing Brock Purdy with a torn UCL now? You're finding out he couldn't throw the ball more than three, four yards on a dump Uh. off. I'd rather... You know, a friend of mine said, like, they feel like they just surrendered as the third quarter happened. And I agree. I'm, they could have done something different. They were kind of hoping for a turnover, hoping for a pick six. And you can't win like that against a really good 
uh, Jalen Hurts and Philadelphia Eagles team. I actually kind of think that if Christian had been with the team all season, that maybe they could have installed more options there that could have been trick plays before Brock Purdy got hurt. But then, you know, I mean, he just joined, what, a month ago? Month and a half? Yeah, he, he played anyways. less than half the season. Yeah, yeah I, right. I think uh, n- next year it's going to be Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy G, Brock Purdy all on the same team just to avoid the the potential quarterback loss. So we'll be fine for mm-hmm. sure. Don't worry. We'll have five quarterbacks ready to go. I feel like, and, and this is just an assumption, but you would think common sense says one of the things like that worked against even Johnson was Purdy needs the reps. I mean, all the course, all starting quarterbacks need the reps, but if it would have been like Jimmy G, maybe, you know, he doesn't need as many reps as a rookie quarterback last pick of the draft, even though he's won however many games in a row. So I just feel like it's hard even to get Josh Johnson up to speed when you want to make sure you got Brock Purdy up to speed. But uh, I don't know. It just was a bummer because I really thought that was going to be the more interesting game of the two. And yeah, the Eagles shattered all my back. I, 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 I told Olivia earlier in the show, I had my typical teaser that had just both games being close games. And obviously that was true on the Bengals side and not so much uh, on the nine. But either way, great season. will be a fun off season. We're not going to talk about your bets from last week. We're just going to gloss over that. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, because I know you have some picks for us now, but when is the sweet spot for you when talking about Super Bowl bets and picks and props and all that, when you got so much downtime and uh, how closely do you think that you know, the information is going to change these lines going forward? Yeah, I think there's two sweet spots. It's probably right as the lines come out. I think we're right in that sweet spot right now, Aaron, on a Tuesday. And then you're looking at Saturday into Sunday as things start to take more shape based on what's happening in the game. So for me, I see a lot of opportunity on things that are coming out. You know, I'll give you one example. Eagles to win right now are minus 125. Jalen Hurts is plus 110 to win MVP. Why would you not? There's no way on planet Earth that if the Eagles win the Super Bowl that Jalen Hurts doesn't team MVP. There's a 1% chance. Why would you not take the value right now at plus 110? Get the plus money, favorable odds. It's effectively the same thing as as betting Eagles money line, but you're getting you know 30 cents better. So there's things like that, especially as the money line starts to transition away. If the money starts to go more towards the Eagles, you're going to lose a lot of that value. So to me, easy one to take right off the bat. And you can still kind of hedge it with something else on the other side if you want to with the Chiefs, with a Mahomes bet or another MVP bet. So little things like that start the week like this. Obviously, a lot takes shape in terms of injuries, where Mahomes at and going into next Friday, Saturday, Sunday as the game's about to take place. So I think when you talk, start to talk one-game parlays or really, really take advantage of over yards or under yards, I think that's where you have to do, you know, spend a little bit of time and play the waiting game. Well, Brad Evans was just on and was telling us, you know, Chiefs at plus money on the money line, I think it's plus 110, is he thinks the best bet and he thinks will certainly change as the Chiefs get healthier. They have two weeks to do so. I keep harping on this because I think that's what a lot of my bets are going to come down to. Do you like that just to take right off the bat as well? Yeah. So to be clear, the Eagles one is if you love the Eagles here, for obvious reasons, I don't love the Eagles here. But I think your people are over-investing their time and thinking that Mahomes is not going to be healthy in two weeks. He won't be 100%. I think he's going to be way better situation than he is right now. He's going to have a lot of treatment. I am taking for sure Chiefs early this week. And then we'll see as the money goes and changes. I might get lucky and be able to double down on it and take it at a better price. But at least I know I can lock it in at plus money early this week. And uh, if you see a couple of my props too, I think are all really leaning towards 
the Chiefs. I look at a guy like Pacheco, mm-hmm. who's become a big institutional part of their offense. His over-under right now is 53 and a half yards. I think rushing attempts is 10 and a half. I love him to go smash both of those overs. I think they really build the, the, the game around him and then around the play action. And then you start opening up options. And then you look at some of the anytime touchdowns. There's a couple that are a little bit chalky, like Kelsey, who's seemingly just full stride right now. Pacheco plus 180 anytime. One bet that goes against everything I'm saying here is I think the Eagles have scored the first touchdown in the game close to 75% of the time this season. So if you are going to take something first touchdown, you should absolutely look towards the Eagles. Jalen Hurts plus 800, I think is great value right there. But that's kind of the one Eagles lean I have right now. Everything else is really geared towards the lower totals of the Chiefs because of the Mahomes injury and the impact it has on all the props. Do you get into any coin flip, Gatorade, color, uh, how long the national anthem is going to be? Or do you, I personally stick to football. I stick to all the football stuff because I think that stuff is kind of, I don't know. I just, you are flipping coins, but are there any of those that you even superstitiously like to play? Yeah. I mean, if you look from a sports betting perspective, a coin flip is 50-50, but the way we price things out, it's not 50-50. So you're actually losing value on something that's true 50-50%. So my advice is always stick away from those things. Gatorade's a fun one. Sometimes we'll do one collectively as a group and just say, yeah. oh, everybody pick a color. We, as a sports book, we can't offer the the uh, anthem because it's very subjective. You I might think hear it's a, crazy that people do offer the anthem. I think that's bananas. It's crazy. And one might say two minutes, 12 seconds. The other might say 220. And then next thing you know, the, the over-under is 217. Like, <laughs> it's too subjective for me. I'd rather stick to things that I know that objectively that that's what happened. Right. That's what it should be. That's like betting um, on WWE. <laughs> it's like ex- exactly. betting on an outcome that a lot of people know already. Exactly. And especially when you have all this knowledge of people that were around for the practice session right. for the anthem and all that, for sure. I love the props though. Yeah, that part does seem sketchy. As much as I don't like those kind of weird coin flip props, we love the props at BetMGM. And this year, you guys are going to find out firsthand, and we're going to have a bunch of our famous ambassadors, maybe the two here on this call, talk about some of them. We have a $100,000 big game, essentially a prop sheet. So any customer, completely free to play, all you need to do is be a verified customer at MGM. Starting next week, everybody will be able to pick the 15 different props we have. It'll be things like first touchdown score, over and unders on player passing yards, receiving yards. If you are the person who guesses the most correctly, or the perfect amount, whoever finishes at the top spot, $100,000 in your pocket, in your BetMGM wallet. It's a really cool thing. It's completely free to play. It's one thing that we do. 15 picks? 15 picks. And I think we're going to try to get a couple of you guys to predict some as well to give maybe your advice on what you think for a couple of them, but completely free to play. So really, really exciting. I kind of am nervous to, I don't want to give my picks out because I want to win this competition. I want to win this game. Sorry, right. you're only giving 20% of them. Copying. So. Right. I don't know if I yeah. want people. Co- wow, that's that's incredible. I mean, 15. Oh, God. What do you think? What, do you think someone will go 15 for 15? That'd be crazy, right? I think it's going to, I'd say 13 is 12, probably your sweet 13. spot. Yeah. 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 And if in ties, you just the tie the tying players split, right? Split pot situation or no? Split pot. There is actually a um, tiebreaker question. If the tiebreaker yeah. ends up being the same, then you'd split the pot. But we're trying to give one person. Yeah, let's go to the end. I don't like split pots. I I want a definitive winner. I don't like ties. 100%. So we're super excited. So we'll share all that next week when we're right in the swing of things in Arizona for the big game. 
But uh, that's our little way of getting in the spirit start the week next week. Love it. Well, next week, we'll get more into the nitty gritty. Pete, we're going to be in person. We're so excited to look out for some content across all BetMGM social channels. I guarantee you, you won't miss us. So not only across all social media, but also YouTube, guys. You've got to be following the BetMGM Unleashed YouTube page where we have every episode, every interview. We have the best moments, the shorts already clipped. Make sure you're following us there. And next week in Phoenix, make sure you're following us all across social media. Thanks, guys. See you then. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.